I don't think Portugal has as many stereotypes as strong as Spanish or French or Italian yeah. in the eye of British people. So the only one that you could use, which you use in your set, is Maddie. Which we is... took the bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I take it back. The parents did it. Which Maddie has been elevated to a status She's of... She's a bad bitch. <laughs> no, can I say that? No, no it's really funny. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Comedy with an Accent podcast. I'm your Taiwanese comedian, Kwan Wen. I interview comedians who perform English stand-up comedy but who are not native English speakers or they can have a very distinct British regional accent. This podcast is all about comedy, about accent, about languages, and about the comedy technique. So stay tuned if you're interested. It's weird. Normally I wait for like a clap. Let's just do it. Like, Hello. Good morning. I'll no, good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode of Comedy with an Accent podcast. This is the first recording of the year. So I'm going to change how I do things here because we have a different I've technician. never watched the show. I didn't expect you to. <laughs> we have a new technician. So Alex, based on how Jomi has been speaking so far, do you think he's a native English speaker? I would say no. You would say no. No. Why not? Yeah, why not? He looks hurt, like Bambi. <laughs> Bambi just... I do look like Bambi. There's a slight slang in the accent that I can't figure out. Mm. Yeah. Well, at first, when I first heard it, I was like, it might be American. Yeah. I'm not thinking it's American, maybe Canadian or like... I could be American, but a bit slow on the uptake. But much better you know? than Harry Styles trying to be American. Oh right. my god. Oh, that was What's so that bad. What's that film in Florence Pugh? Something Darling. Oh yes. You worked out that Jomi is not American, a fake one. Where does he come from? Can you guess? Is it a really small country? <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know. It's small. Like depending on your definition of small. For example, it's six inches small penis, right? That really varies between people. Uh, soft. <laughs> soft is good <laughs> okay we're the gonna guy... stop torturing him because okay. it was like oh my god it's monday why are you doing this to me so i'm gonna welcome my guest today is jomi cruz from portugal <laughs> yeah i'm portuguese yes a couple of years ago madonna's fifth him but yeah the soccer mom has left is no. madonna still in lisbon no thank god because I read on newspaper that she actually moved to Portugal. So one of her son, I think the adopted kid, I should have made yeah. that distinction out. It's her son. No, no, I need so to say her that. son wanted to join like a football academy to become a professional footballer. Yeah. So she moved to Lisbon. So you could go to the special Yeah, so academy, she was yeah. a soccer mom. Anyways, yeah. Madonna left, <laughs> but the property price inflation has stayed in Lisbon. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> My inheritance is going out. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Madonna. Okay. And uh, rich white British people. <laughs> I like it. Please what? buy more. Um, yeah. Jomi, how do you pronounce your name in Portuguese, actually? So, my name is... A shortened version of something? It's actually completely made up. My real name is João Miguel da Cruz Ricardo Nabais. And Jomi comes from my two first names, João Miguel. I took J-O-M-I from Miguel. Okay, do you mean Miguel is the middle name? Yeah, Miguel is my middle name, yeah. My first name is João, but I had to change it when I started stand-up comedy because people cannot pronounce it at all. I always wonder, because I 
never know where that name comes from. Even so, Portuguese people are confused. I mean, I like it because no one else has my name. So you're like a male version of a white woman calling herself India. So actually, no. coming from a very bland background <laughs> and trying to invent some sexy, mysterious story. No, I feel like my background is very diverse. I feel like it's the opposite. I had to whitewash myself a little bit. You know? Okay, I will let you have time to defend am, yourself. Yeah. But Portuguese is a language everyone knows. But yeah. it's also a language no one really knows what it sounds like. If you don't particularly know Portugal. Yeah, it sounds kind of like Russian, kind of like... That was the question I was about to ask you. Can you just say like a, a quick lines in Portuguese, like two or three lines? Olá pessoal, estamos aqui com o meu amigo Quan Wen. Estamos a filmar um podcast. Eu não sei o que é que pronto uh, se vai passar, mas yeah, vai, vai ser divertido. E Trump 2024. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, he's not gonna win. Right. So where does your fake American accent come from? I mean, it's fake, but it's not. <laughs> okay, fake in quotation mark in a jokey way. I mean, I talk a lot about it oh, in I my shouldn't act. Ask you. Sorry, I need to interrupt you because I'm gonna revert to my usual question. And following that question may be easier for you to answer the okay. question. So do you think you have an accent when you speak English? I do, yeah. And what's the accent? It's, um... It's a very soft Portuguese accent, but it's very international. It sounds closer to American. Who can tell is a Portuguese accent? American people. They can? Yeah. How? Do they even have enough knowledge of Portuguese to know that is a Portuguese accent? No, they don't know it's a Portuguese accent, but they know I'm not American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a different question, right? Yeah. There's a difference between knowing you But speak... usually no one ever clocks that I am Portuguese. They yes. just know I'm so sort of like weird international. Like Alex, he was really struggling most people are like that they have no idea so they might think you might be a kid of international diplomat and you're just being uprooted and move around every three four years but that's not the case oh, is it my dad's in debt guys so it's a <laughs> lot i'm gonna get mortgages <laughs> no you spent most of your life so far before you moved to the uk you spent your life in portugal yeah, yeah. till i was 18 19 years old i think i was the one saying i lived most of my life because it's nothing more irritating when someone of your age and say that i spent my life chasing this on x factor say like, girl you haven't even got 20 right? <laughs> but you haven't moved around you know like you had a nomadic childhood you stay in one place yet somehow you sound very very international that's what i call like a friend's accent people learning english by watching friends but it's not just that yeah isn't i think i am blessed this isn't really a bit i don't know how to make it funny but the actual true story is when i was very young and very portuguese i was so bad at english to the point that i was failing and the teacher hated me as well there oh. was a hint of that even when i tried she would always put me down my mom being the awesome cool lady that she is she signed me up for extracurricular english lessons and at first i didn't want to i was a really dirty kid i used to <laughs> just fart a lot in class, but like silent ones. That is just kids being kids. No, though. but I, I was too old to be farting like that. Okay. It, it wasn't good. Because those teachers actually treated me differently. Like in one or two years, I went to the top of my class. After that, I always went to international school. That's why I talk like this, I think. I came from nothing. No, no, I, I didn't, Your I, whole I, speech pattern yeah. gave me a very strong Gen Z vibe. So I feel like after Obviously. listening to that bit, I kind of get what you mean 
thing, but when I think back, I don't exactly know what I, I mean, I haven't been to okay. school in a long time. Let me I'm summarize. Really Let me summarize. So okay. you're saying before 11, you actually talk with very thick Portuguese accent. No, as in I couldn't speak English at all. So your mom sent you to an international school. So you can come back, turn around and say, I don't even need you because my English went better than yours. Yeah. Something like that's what you're trying to say. Yes. Going to that different school just made me love it in a different way. And that's when I started watching like American TV shows and stuff like that. So because you didn't go to a local school, you went to international school in Portugal. No, I used to go to a local school, but three times a week after school, I would go to this international school exclusively to learn English. Oh, so you didn't sign up for the whole thing. You just go no. there to take extra lessons. Mm -hmm. Ah. Why are you giving me like East Coast American privilege wasp woman? Because I because <laughs> I'm manifesting. I've never even been to America, but I talk like this. Can you imagine this accent? You never even been to America. Yeah. But Americans can pick up. I mean, it's good enough to deceive someone like me. I'm not a native English speaker, but yeah. native English speakers can tell the subtle difference, the very minor one. Not British people, but American people. What because, he just did. Yeah, because he thought I was Canadian. I get Canadian a lot. Chomi today is heavily perfumed. And <laughs> Wearing, Yo. wearing a chic necklace. Yeah, there's just two spritz. I, I I tried. And you wear a jumper, which I would describe as Nordic women who do yoga yeah. will wear you this kind so. of jumper. I actually like it. I did a... <laughs> I'm just so aware. I feel kind of bad. I took comedy headshots with this. They're really expensive too. <laughs> yeah. I'm so aware of your presence. I constantly get distracted. That's what we need. <laughs> but in terms of being a comedian, it's one of the trope you could have gone is to be the foreigner. And quite often when you have an accent that actually helps. Your accent is like, yeah, I'm not from here, but no one has a clue where you're from. Yeah, I like to mention it. They should feel comfortable, I think, the audience and know where you're from. Mm. But I know a lot of, I'm not going to name names, but I know a lot of... Say it. <laughs> I promise I'll cut it. No, 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 no. There's a lot of immigrant comedians, and imagine if they were Portuguese, they'd be like, oh, I'm Portuguese. This is what my Portuguese dad does. Oh, my Portuguese mom. Oh, Portuguese food, right? Da, 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 da. And it's so hacky, and I just don't like it. I don't think Portugal has as many stereotypes as strong as Spanish or French or Italian yeah. in the eye of British people. So the only one that you could use, which you use in your set, is Maddie. Which we is... took the bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I take it back. The parents did it. Which Maddie has been elevated to a status She's of... She's a bad bitch. No, can I say that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, She's a body. This is gonna be on TikTok <laughs> But it's been Madeline McKenna's a bad bitch, babies. <laughs> no, no more. Be canceled. So even if you wanted to go down that road, I don't think there's a lot you can work with being Portuguese. What can you say? I mean, you could talk about a lot of stuff like Cristiano Ronaldo. Name five. I'll give you the chance. Name five Portuguese stereotype that British crowd would know. Madeline McCann. We took her. <laughs> yes. Pastel nata yum yum. But I'm gluten intolerant, so I don't eat it. So I take Imodium. Cristiano Ronaldo. The other one would be... 
Yeah, there's only really three. And also, <laughs> pasta donata. Yeah, it's a custard tart. <laughs> and it's not that good. So how would a very thick Portuguese, I don't even think people's brains are registered what a Portuguese accented English is supposed to sound like. The thing is, I really struggle with this. I can do other accents, but I cannot replicate a Portuguese accent. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. But if someone is Portuguese or Brazilian, I can hear it straight away. But I can do other accents. I wish I hadn't taken the more high ground since episode one, because otherwise I'm gonna go into 10 minutes of you doing all sorts of different <laughs> No, no, no. That, let's not do accents. I am feeling very lost today, because prior <laughs> to every single recording, I'll look up whatever the comic has put out as comedy clips, stand up performances. I'll try yeah, yeah. to listen to prior recording they've done with other podcasts. Jomi has nothing. It feels like this First is the one. best. <laughs> Invented by CIA to infiltrate. Yeah. I would say I'm very selective about what gets posted. So he was implying that feel grateful, you should be honored. <laughs> That's what he was trying to say to me. It's not just because you're young. Your whole vibe can be summed up with two words. Oh. Junior Eurovision. Because one day <laughs> I was watching random oh, stuff on BBC yeah. and they just started to broadcast Junior Eurovision. So you have some 14 to 15 year girl dressing like a prostitute and singing some melodramatic songs. <laughs> I like it. I mean, there's pictures of me doing that somewhere <laughs> around that age as so well. So. I already passed this reference with uh, Frances, for example, and she's like, you've totally nailed it. You, you know, she look... called me Frances the other day <laughs> about she called me Miley Cyrus and she <laughs> No, you're not. That's... No, but <laughs> the haircut, I think. You are Mali Silas before laps. Actually, I would just say to Jomi on the way walking to the studio, he really gives me the vibe of the the twin drag queens on season 15 of Drag Race. One's called Sugar, one's called Spice. They are big TikTok stars. Oh, shit. Give me more the vibe of Sugar, the sweeter one. Not Spice. Okay. Not Spice, no. I always mention it in the beginning. I mentioned that I'm Portuguese. Yes. And that we took Madeleine McCann. Mm. And I... I I do some bits about that. Mm. And then I move on and I get to what I actually want to talk about. Because I feel like if I don't address the audience, they won't be focused on the story I'm telling them or the joke. They'll just be the whole time like, oh, where is he from? No, 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 no. Maybe it'll change in the future. Who knows? But... Have you ever done a gig without mentioning your Portuguese? Maybe once or twice when... How did it go? I don't remember. It was when I started. I don't actually don't. <laughs> okay, so then after that experience, yeah. you've decided it's wiser to always mention your Portuguese. What prompted you to make that decision? It was just like advice from other comedians. And I kind of looked at myself as if I was someone else. If I were to meet Jomi for the first time, what would be my first impression of the way I look like, the way I talk? Junior Eurovision. Yeah, Junior Eurovision, <laughs> a Portuguese twink. So I just address what I look like and what I sound like. I feel like I do it to get them on my side. And also, it is unfortunate, but I've done gigs outside of London and American people not a lot of love towards American people in this country, but there's more love towards Portuguese people and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So you're saying if you say nothing, they think I'm American. Your accent point you to American, which is very damaging. <laughs> Not the same. Not the same. So, so it's basically a rebranding. You'd rather be more likable as a non-American. Yeah. Would you not be tempted by lying about being Canadian and just go? Oh, I do it before. I, I have jokes and stories about that because I 
really struggle. I go to therapy. I'm healing. But for a while, and especially when I started comedy, I really resented the way I spoke. Can you explain? What do you mean? It's like the tone. Your Everything. Speech. I was like, oh, maybe I ju you just sound weird in Portuguese. Maybe you should try to be more American. I used to go on stage and be like, hey, guys, my name is Jomi. I would make my voice deeper. You have a face? Yeah, and I had a lot of good friends. They gave me actual feedback. I was just struggling. And I was told this by one of my comedian friends, Mo. He's Bangladeshi. And he noticed in a lot of white comedians and white immigrants is that white people, if they're European and stuff like that, they're usually not very proud of their culture. Mm -hmm. So they always try to like hide it or be like, oh, I'm American, I'm this. Or I know even some Romanian people, I know some French people that try to fake a British accent and I can tell they're faking it because I've heard how they talk when they're not oh, focused. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is the best bit. This is the reason why I'm doing this podcast. I want to know everyone's real bitchy. No, but I feel like, for example, if you're Taiwanese or for Mo, he's Bangladeshi because it's very obvious. You embrace your culture. This is what I am. This is what I look like. But us European whites, we look so much like British people. But when we open our mouths, we don't sound like them that we kind of like always resent that oh maybe i should just try to really fit in talk like them be like them because we technically could but it wouldn't be like authentic you know you say that you used to hate how you sounded like yeah and is that one of the reasons why you really embrace your campness or is that staged what campness? Yeah, you really embrace it. You embrace it to the extent a lot of gay comedians are not able to. Yeah, I don't know. I used to really... I'm straight. I would say I'm heteroflexible, depending on who slides into my DMs. <laughs> Thank God you say DM, not anyway, so... I just try to be myself. I'm just free and wild. I'm kind of like David Bowie vibes. That's the way I kind of see myself. That's I... a bit too much a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. but you know... It's allowed to... I know, but I don't want to anger and people. And even my face, I know what I look like. So I look very kind of androgynous and soft. You know what an audience member told me in yeah. Portugal and this was no joke I do my whole set and I talk about what I look like I look a bit camp no 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 I mention it but I never mention anything else and during the break this lady from San Francisco comes up to me and this bitch she was like um Jomi uh personal question trans what you cannot say that like that's not allowed I think you just wait for the person if they want to just yeah. let them elaborate otherwise just treat the person as they are and yeah. use whatever name and pronouns they use that's just like I think that's the modern way of doing it I think so but in my set I say exactly what I am very clearly so she clearly wasn't listening <laughs> I know what you mean you do have I don't know I agree on the androgynous bit yeah but I cannot come up with specific evidence to back it up but, I get the vibe thing but I don't know how human minds work but I feel like the tide is turning for me because now from k-pop and you know please don't try to compare yourself to Timothée Chalamet <laughs> What's your plan? <laughs> no, I'm more, I'm more like Tom Holland, to be honest. But Tom Holland is really, really ripped. He's really ripped. I did his workout plan. It didn't... I, I don't look Tom the same. Tom Holland also shows his masculinity doing the umbrella sun lip sync 
famous. Oh right? yeah, the Rihanna song. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's how he managed to get away with it because he shows that if anyone questioned how masculine he is, he yeah. can say, "Dude, what I did in this music video, even though in pantyhose, a lot of you can't even do that, right?" So he can shut them up. So I don't think it's the same between the androgynous nature of Timothy Chalamet and Tom Holland. Did you used to find it uncomfortable to embrace how camper you are on stage, or it has never been a problem? I didn't even realize I was like that till I started stand-up comedy. But doing it every night and watching the videos, when you start, the feedback is ruthless. I really analyzed what was happening, and like I told you, for a while I wasn't being myself. Who were you trying to be in that initial phase? I was trying to be more American for sure. I would try to make my accent more American, deepen my voice. I used to be very edge lord. I used to say stuff that was kind of like nasty because it would shock people and get Did a laugh. Did you want to be a Joe Rogan or Anthony Jasnick? No, I didn't know what I wanted. I knew I wanted to be a comedian. I don't know because I just wanted to be really funny and I thought because there's no stand-up comedy in Portugal. I never really went to live comedy before I did it. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea. I just knew I wanted to be funny. And the easiest thing for me at the beginning was to just say something really wild and really sexual and really dirty. And then it was not even watching my own sets. It was when I watched other people that did black, mm -hmm. you know, very edgelord, mm -hmm. dirty for no reason that I realized. You know, I have a, such a problem with the term edgelord. Tell me. Because edging is a sexual practice. Yeah, I did. I did. I've, so I'm, on, I'm on day nine of no fap, but I think edging counts as well. And uh, I'm really struggling. So when, I, when someone is called an edge lord, for me, it's just like a demonic <laughs> sexual creature. Just someone who's who just cannot stop doing edging too often. can be an accent thing. Is there accent that's called a camp accent? A camp, I mean... Or mannerism, maybe. So, maybe. In a, in a way, your accent didn't or doesn't give out much clue to your Portuguese identity. Yeah, but it gives clue to my campness. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> So um, if we give out the questionnaire after a show, how would you describe how the comedian speaks? From zero to like, camp. No, they are more <laughs> like to mention your accent was camp than mentioning your accent was Portuguese. Does yeah. that make sense to you? No, I understand what you mean. Yeah, I don't have a deep voice. That's number one. And I smile a lot. I think that's kind Smile, of... giggle, or grin? All of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> All the above. <laughs> I think that's where the campness comes from. So what did the therapy session entail or a what? lot of money <laughs> that's a good a lot of that's debt that's a quick wit from a comedian so what happened in discussion that made you embrace obviously there was always the girl all along but can't give a bit more account of it was a combination of going to therapy and at first when I would go to therapy I'd be like you know what I need my voice to sound better. I want my voice to be deeper. I want to have a pure American accent, get rid of all the Portuguese. I want to be someone completely different. And then she was like, have you thought about how toxic it is that you don't like the way you are now? And I was like, 
oh shit. And then she was like, well, and the way that you are now is what makes you different. Because there's like thousands of American white male comedians, but there's not a lot of people that are like you. And I was like, you're right, bitch. <laughs> and I didn't accept it. But after a few months went by, weirdly enough, a lot of my friends started saying the same thing to me. It was like the universe was uniting to sending... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he has gone Gwyneth Paltrow. I've gone Gen Z. It was one afternoon I just decided, yeah, I'm but done. But it did make a difference because you made up your mind to seek help from a therapist yeah. rather than a speech coach, for example. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like if you were so fixated on fixing how you speak, yeah. you could have gone the other way. And then that therapist wouldn't have that chance to tell no, you. No, but I didn't go to therapy for just that. <laughs> that, uh, okay. that was one of the things that came oh, up. It was I, a positive byproduct of whatever. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm troubled. I I, uh, it was a lot. Childhood was pretty wild. And okay. Yeah, I almost set a house on fire, but I didn't. Do you have any concern the way you embrace the camper nature of you being met with hostility from toxic or insecure men? Yeah. yeah. In, this, in the crowd. Not the crowd. Oh, from who then? I don't know. Maybe people won't want to book me because of that. Because it's very different. It's really different. funny though, because I'm relating to you. You call yourself heteroflexible, but I still see you mostly as a straight comic. I might try it, mom. No, I'm sorry. I take it back. <laughs> Alex is No, coming. but I feel you can relate to this concern and the fear I have. 2023, the society mostly fine with someone being camp or being gay. But if you're unlucky at some corner, dark corner, you can still be harassed. And I don't know if you feel that because you really want to be who you are but do you feel there are some crowds that oh this night is probably not for me yeah does that make sense to you my question it's, it's not very well worded there's inherent risk so i love the principle of embrace who you are yeah the problem is imperfect as the society is being who you are for some people they just don't like you but for some people, when they don't like you, they don't really show it. That's fine. But some people show it like Will Smith. So, yeah. so do you My, have any concern embracing who you are wholeheartedly in this way? For sure. I might have annoyed a couple of audience members just about how obnoxiously camp I am. And I've had a couple of walkouts, but I... Really? No, sometimes, you know, when you're doing stand-up, you can see the girlfriend's laughing, but the boyfriend is not, not having, having it, it at yeah. all. Has that happened to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they would show the face that how dare you as a biological male behave like that how yeah. dare you i don't want to see this yeah. i have to say as the time move on it's getting or sometimes, like a yeah. smaller and smaller group in general yeah. but you still see it sometimes as a hetero flexible comment must be even more interesting i accept that as my default position i accept that a surprise i have to pay to embrace my homosexuality but yeah you have to accept that just to be who you are. So that must be, I don't know. I For think me, that's an even more painful choice. I think it wasn't because like maybe the really Andrew Tate, you know, straight alpha guys might not like me. And that's like, what, 5%? I would rather have that 5% of the audience not like me and have a chance to be myself. And I feel like I became a lot funnier when I just embraced the way I spoke and I was more comfortable with being on stage and being my true self. You know, if they don't like me, they don't like me. I don't care. We 
didn't touch upon a lot of Portugal, but this is very specific. How do you feel about joking about Matthew McCain? So first, I hope you agree with me. Yeah, Matthew McCain has become the top litmus test of how hack a new comic is. Yeah, right. I if you go to a new comic night, if there are fifteen to twenty comics on a lineup, no, chances yeah. are you will have a Maddie Joe from four to five of them. Because when you don't really have the grasp of how to write a subtle joke, it's easier to just shock people. Shock. Yeah. And why Maddie and Diana? Why do they remain the taboo for most British audience? It's just overexposure, or just there's something specific about the incident. I would say I don't like it when British people do it because I think it's a Portuguese thing. We took her. <laughs> it's kind of our thing. You've had enough, guys. It's what you said. It's just shock value. And I used to really go deep on Madeleine McCann because I felt like I needed to. But now I just say enough to make it silly and smart and to introduce the next topic. I don't go in. I used to say crazy stuff like my parents took me to the same resort. They gave me Xanax. They just waited. I was too fat to get taken. A whole thing. Is there in the back of your mind? Is there a motive, a reason you think I must address this because everyone else did? I just want to prove I can come up with a different take. Or is there any other consideration that you want to definitely need to joke on Madeline McCann? I think the reason why I do it, I don't like it when I see other comedians. Oh, I'm this nationality. No, no, no. Keep your purse safe. We're gonna steal. I don't like it when other immigrant comedians put themselves down and their background out. So yeah, I don't think even think that's self-deprecating, right? Because you're reinforcing yeah. the stereotype imposed on you. Yes, I mainly use the joke to say that I'm Portuguese. That's、yeah. my only use for it. And the reason why is. Instead of saying something very stereotypical like "Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo," "Oh, custard," whatever, "pastel de nata," I can go and go with something that's gonna hit British people instead. And now the joke's about you, but you know who I am. So that you answer my question in a way that, because there are so few things you can work with. Yeah, Matthew McCann in your take is the least hack one that you can mention and link to the fact that you're Portuguese. That's probably pretty hack. I <laughs> should get rid of it. No, no, no. It can be. Hack, but the way you did it absolutely wasn't. I assure you. Thank I've you. I've seen so many bad version of that. Of the Madeline, yeah. But I also think whether it's because the psyche that that night when Matthew McCain was kidnapped, the parents were、Shout、having、out. a drink. They left. <laughs> I don't know to who.、But. They left the girl in the house. They went out、yeah. to have a drink, and I, I remember reading the Wikipedia entry. That Portuguese police or newspaper made a comment. What kind of parents would do things like that? And in a national psyche, it hurt a lot of British people because deep down, a lot of them would have done something exactly like that. And、yeah. it's too painful for them to admit that it's potentially negligent or an oversight. Do you think that's the reason? No, I think so, and that's why. If you go and ask Portuguese people, you'll get a lot of that. They actually because it. They would say, "What kind of parent leave their kids in a house to go out for a drink, even though it's that only that small distance between the house and the place?" But why does it bother the British public so much to hear about this? I think people's. I think it's because it was you know, a Jimmy Savile joke is less likely to offend the crowd than a Mally McCann joke. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of moms. I've had people like clutch their pearls and like at a gong show, yeah. I still won. Just mentioning it, it's very tricky. The fear that this may actually happen to yeah. their children. But Jimmy Savile, I think everyone just kind of agrees that he was really bad. But there's no end to the story with Madeleine McCann. We don't know what happened. It, it was also the biggest case of missing child ever. I think it was just a time where media was at its highest. Like there was a bunch of 20 four hours new channel starting up a bunch of cable that combined white british girl blue eye goes missing that's what created the whole thing portuguese people typically have very light accent they're very good with foreign languages is that true in your opinion? I think so. I've been told the reason why we sound the way you do is because Portuguese is very close to Latin. But I don't know. I mean, all Portuguese people I know are very international. And for example, I mean, this is a bit of a stereotype. I don't know if it's true. A lot of Portuguese, like I can speak kind of fluent Spanish, mm -hmm. but most Spanish people I've met here in London and stuff like that cannot understand Portuguese at all. My so. theory is it's nothing to do with, some people may think that if you speak certain languages, it's just easier for you to learn other languages. I would think it's basically down to economic necessity. If your country is small, you have to learn your bigger neighbor's languages. Whereas your bigger neighbors see no reason to learn their smaller neighbor's language unless they marry someone from that country. So you must have a lot of trade with Spain. It's quite logical that Portuguese will speak Spanish. Actually, when you go to school, how many foreign languages are compulsory? When you are younger, English, Portuguese, and then you can pick usually between French and Spanish. If someone who doesn't learn Spanish at school at all, Portuguese speaker, can they understand Spanish to an extent without learning anything? Yeah. So you don't really have to learn, learn. You kind of just pick it up and... They're very close, so I think we can all kind of understand each other. Right. How much does it annoy you when someone say, oh, so you're just like a little brother to Spanish people? Does that get to you? It, um, yes. But I feel like people are too woke to do that now. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. Yes. So, I mean, I feel like everyone's a lot of... I, give me a little something, you know? I lived in Paris for one year. At that time, my ex told me that impression of a typical concierge is always a petit portuguese. It's always a Portuguese lady and relative shorter yeah. manning the, the concierge. But is this still true 20 years after that? Yeah, we're compact. We're easy to pack and travel. <laughs> We love little things. I feel like no, but weirdly enough, a lot of my friends do work in the service industry, but I guess that's because a lot of them are students. Yeah. Though. It's kind of a dated stereotype, but at the same time, Portuguese people will never tell you that it's dated because they just try to be nice. You know what I mean? I do feel Portuguese have this image of a well-mannered, but kind of middle child syndrome. Nice, well-mannered, middle child syndrome. Yes, I do get that. It kind of vaguely are where they exist. But other than that, they don't make too much fuss. They don't speak so much about themselves. They Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to change. They don't disappear. Yeah. They are still in the back of your mind, but they are not at the forefront of your mind. And in a very loud and big personality, if you think of European nations of some big personality, Portuguese is a little quiet one. Even the year when you won Eurovision, it was the ballad. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, such a sad song as well. I, I don't know, Portuguese people... 
They're just, um, I can't like make a general statement, but we were taught to like work hard, go to school, you must go to school, follow the path. Keep your heads down. Yeah, we tend to follow the road that we think was. Where does that national psyche come from? The way of people expecting how Portuguese should behave themselves and. I think there's a lot of nostalgia. I mean, owning overseas territory, like a, a, a yeah. but you don't suffer from the empire handover like the British people do. You are more pragmatic. Yeah, we're a small country and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Brazil is more important than us and people learn Portuguese for that, not for us. You're all only that. Yeah, but at the same time, you'd be surprised because there's so much American media in Portugal. There's so, you know, much information that wasn't available like even 10 years ago when I was like, well, when I go back and I do stand-up comedy there, even though the older Portuguese people are still very much like, oh, don't take risks, get a real job, no, no, no. The younger generation is really wild. And there's some brilliant comedians like, oh, like doing it in English uh, in Portugal, which is cool, I guess. Okay. So for you being one of them, how do people find you? What's the best way to find you? Given you have no video on your YouTube channel at all. I have videos on my Instagram. I have a few videos on my Instagram. You do, but not on YouTube. That's what I'm saying. No, not on YouTube. No, not yet. Check me out. Maybe I'll have some. But on Instagram, I am at the Jomi Cruz. J-O-M-I-C-R-U-Z. And if you want to come to my show, Comedy Freaks London. That's our handle. And yeah, you, sh you should come back when you have your back. I will. All right. I think that's it for today. How do you say thank you in Portuguese? Obrigado. Is it do or do? Obrigado. Obrigado. Oh, Obrigado. you guys always make the vowel at the end of words shorter and snappy, right? Yeah, obrigado if you're talking to a guy. Obrigada if you're talking to a lady. You see, for ending this episode, I can just say I actually regretted not asking enough about the Portuguese psyche, the Portuguese. I know there's not a lot of stereotype British people are aware of, but there's a lot of British, not a lot of Portuguese psyche I could have asked. But Jomi is so untypical. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, not. It doesn't, doesn't reek of the Portuguese. Everything I said energy. about Portugal is probably wrong. I forgot to ask it. Now we are at the end of recording, so we just have to wait for another time. Yeah, hell yeah. But it's cool. Portugal, go see it. Don't leave your kids alone. And yeah, it's fun. Obrigado. I'm going to pretend this is the first time I say it. Obrigado. All right. Thank you. I'll see you another time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>